Welcome back to another episode of The Art of Volunteering. Today, we're going halfway around the world, or maybe all the way around the world, I'm not quite sure, <laughs> uh, with my friend, uh, Sheila Kopernold. Did I say it right? Sheila is a longtime friend of my husband and myself, but she's known him longer. He was in college and she was his landlady. So uh, we go way back. Um, Sheila is a volunteer. Um, I'm going to let her tell her story about that. So um, Sheila, can you tell me a little bit about yourself? I know you've been in education, so just expand on who you are. <laughs> I have. I've um, I taught for about 40 years before I retired. I started in Ontario, Canada, and when I left, I was principal of a school of about 500 students. Uh, my journey to Australia started with a teacher exchange where um, you trade jobs and houses with someone in another country for a year. And that was extremely rewarding. And we discovered in a year we didn't have to shovel snow once, which was a bit <laughs> delightful. And we fell in love with the, both the climate and the lifestyle of Australia. So in 2001, my husband and I uh, packed up everything and emigrated to Australia, where again, I took up the role of teaching and ended up, um, we were in South Australia, and I ended up as principal of a small school in South Australia. About 12 years ago, we did a sea change and moved to New South Wales, about four hours north of Sydney. And I was lucky enough, again, to win a position of principal at a, a, another small school. So that's my education background and how I got to Australia. Very cool. So tell me about your experience as a volunteer. Like, when did you start volunteering? One of my first um, volunteer activities was uh, crewing for hot air balloon championships. The, um, <laughs> the, the city where we lived uh, hosted national hot air balloon championships. And oftentimes, the pilots of the balloon were able to bring themselves in their balloon to the site, but weren't able to have their regular crew come because of distances. So we volunteered um, to crew, which meant helping them inflate the balloon and get it off the ground, and then actually traveling on the ground, following them to make sure that we were there to help pack them up. Bit of a challenge because it being a competition, there was no radio contact allowed. So it was all visual. You had to watch where the balloon was going and figure out which road to turn down to, <laughs> to follow them. The other thing that, uh, that I did when I was in Ontario was just volunteer for a local um, theater, uh, the Georgian College Theater Group. So just ushering for them. So that was just a little minor, um, minor volunteering. When we first moved to South Australia, I on a Saturday morning, my husband would golf and I would walk the dog to the river and then realized that the Visitor Information Center was right on the river. What a perfect spot. So ended up volunteering at the Visitor Information Center, which was delightful because everyone that came in was in such a good mood. They were usually on holiday looking for things to do. And so, <laughs> you know, as far as customer service goes, it was a really pleasant activity. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it, it gave me an opportunity to get to know the area better, too. Uh, then, <laughs> when we then. moved here, 
Yeah. Um, my job kind of took up most of my time here. So it wasn't until I retired that I started volunteering here and started out actually ushering at the local theater, which I've okay. actually given, given up because I've become too busy volunteering and doing <laughs> other things. Uh, it took me a couple of years to get involved in the library. Uh, I put my name down to be a library volunteer just to help shelve books and things like that. But the, the local library is very close to um, a retirement community. So there were lots of people in the retirement community that would volunteer at the library. So there was almost a wait list for, for volunteers there. Uh, but an opportunity came up to help them with their story time, which involves preschool children coming, reading to the children and singing, dancing, uh, engaging them in literature in all sorts of ways and finishing up with a craft activity. So I've done that for a couple of years. Uh, I also volunteer for um, the governing body of Pickleball New South Wales. You've heard of Pickleball? Yes. Good. <laughs> Uh, it actually is fairly new in Australia, maybe three years. So we're, you know, okay. we're, we're just learning, but um, the New South Wales Association. So we've been going for a, not quite three years as an association and I'm vice president of that association, as well as running our own club here locally. Very cool. So pickleball, do you, you play? Absolutely. That sounds like a lot of fun. I've never played. So. It is very addictive. We, okay. um, I'm in a very small community uh, here on the coast, and we started our local club a year ago, November, with 14 members, and we now have 55 members. So it has it has really grown, and all up and down the coast, it's it's getting bigger and bigger. So that that keeps me fairly busy too. The other thing, if I can speak to the future yes. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm very excited that hopefully this will finally get off the ground. Um, there's a program in New South Wales called the Canine Court Companion Program where they have trained guide dogs um, that are looked after by volunteers and are taken into local courthouses to support victims and witnesses um, just to give them an opportunity, you know, how you can interact with dogs and just patting them and can make you feel more relaxed. So that was supposed to start probably a couple of years ago in the, um, the town closest to where I am. And because of COVID, it's not taken off yet, right. but they're hoping March 21st, uh, nice. they'll actually start the final training and get us going in the courts. I'm not actually housing a dog because of where I live, but I've put my name down to um, borrow other people's dogs and take them <laughs> into the courthouse um, and provide respite when they need them need it. So that's I'm really excited about when that gets off the ground because it'll be a really worthwhile project. Absolutely. What they've so, talked about it in there, um, there are centers that actually have it going. And what they say is, it not only helps the victims and witnesses, but it actually tends to calm down the whole courthouse, like everyone in That's the courthouse is just yeah. a yeah, calmer environment. I can appreciate that. I mean, they, 
dog therapies for a variety of things, anywhere from children being in hospitals to, like you said, victims uh, just needing that extra reassurance, that that calming of it. That's really cool. Uh, You do a lot of different things with your volunteering. What are like your core reasons to volunteer? Like, why did you get involved? Part, part of it, I think, um, here is when you retire, all of a sudden, not only do you have a void in your life, but you almost have a sense of not being needed. You know, when you're working in a job, you've got that sense of you're, you're doing something and you're, you're putting into society. And when you stop that, uh, it is a void that needs to be filled. So part of it is that. Um, part of it's just the fulfillment I get from from doing all the roles that I take on. It's wonderful going back into the library and working with children because that's the part of the the teaching job that I miss the most. I don't miss the administration part, but I do miss <laughs> working with children. Right. Yeah. That's very cool. If you were to um, encourage someone else to start volunteering, what would you say to them? Oh, good question, Stormy. Uh, (laughs) I would probably emphasize the fact how fulfilling it is um, to have that feeling of giving back to the community in that way. Okay, very cool. Now, I'm going to give you an opportunity. You've already talked about the different places you volunteer. You can, I want you to love on your places you volunteer. You can pick one, you can do it to all, but... (laughs) Tell me about them. Just love on them. Uh, Probably my Friday mornings at the library would be uh, the biggest love on because it is so rewarding seeing the smiles of the children and seeing the growth. Like I go in uh, every other week and I've been doing it for over a year now. So I get some of the same children back and as they grow and as they get to know me and and when they first come in, they're just kind of timid and shy and hiding behind mom or grandma that have brought them in. And, um, you know, as we engage in all these activities, I, you know, I finally get that little smile and that, you know, encouragement that I'm doing the right thing. And they, we've got a good rapport now with the ones that have been coming for a while and, and that joy of sharing books and literature, which is so vital to their success when they get to school. That's awesome. I appreciate that. Well, I want to thank you for being my guest today. It was delightful to hear about your adventures. Um, and I hope to have you on again sometime. And we'll talk, talk more about the library or actually you're going to come on and tell me how this, the program with the, the dogs goes. Absolutely. I'm so looking forward to, to that. Yeah. Come back and tell me about that. We'll, we'll schedule that. All right. Well, thank you so much. And we've much. got the, we've got the time well, difference figured out now. So I think so. It's, it's, your beginning is my end. So we're good. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you, Stormy.